Welcome to another episode, Middle Ground with J.O. Lee, where we treat you like family. Got a special treat for you. Today's episode is about my new book, first time published author that I wrote over the summer, called Inspiration, Keep Working, Keep Grinding, Keep Praying to Achieve Your Goals, Hashtag Musician Thoughts. I ain't going to tell you everything about books once you go get it. Got a lot of good reviews. God put it on me to write a book about my journey to get my degree, as I talked about podcasts before, to share with someone to motivate and inspire them to whatever their purpose or anything they desire to work on or get after. I was to write this book, put not alone, not very long, fifty-five pages, a lot of good quotes. And be that spark for them to go find theirs. Now, when I wrote it, I wrote it back in June of this summer. Took a little bit of minutes. Sometimes I have to stop, take care of other things, work on the second album. Then I finally finished it. And <laughs> for some reason, God got me on a journey to be very transparent in everything I do with the JLE brand. And I was blessed to be on, she's like my third mom, Dr. Lisa H. Fuller, radio show, word, a word of encouragement on 1440 AM, WMKM Detroit, every Tuesday at 8 PM, great show. Great message, a lot of good stuff on the show. Check her out. And I had to start having me reflect on when I talked about it on there about why God put on me to write it. So I guess my life be a living sacrifice, example for anyone to be transparent about what I do. I do it in my music. And I guess for me, Music is not the same as a book. Now, I spoke it on, on the radio show if you checked it out, but the way my mind is wired, a song is, it could be a minute to 10 minutes. A person will listen to it, they'll be feeling it, and at some point they move on. But when it's put down to words in a book, man, that's like outcast ever, 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 ever. <laughs> And stuff I talked about in there, and I'm like, wow, getting our professional. I mean, if you heard the show, it's not a big spoiler that I talked about depression and contemplating suicide. Because my father wouldn't see me graduate back in 96. Anybody dealing with those issues, pray for you, get help. You're not alone. God love you. I love you. Your family and friends love you. Don't keep it inside. Don't listen to the voices. Go get help. A lot of trained professionals that can help you, your church or whoever. 
or someone that'll listen. And to put that down in words, I never really told people stuff like that. Like, man, I'm all vulnerable. But the goal for this, which he put it on me now, is going to be a series of inspirational books with the hashtag musician thoughts. I don't know how many. Because I worked on the second book this week. And I got to edit. I wrote it, but I got to do the fine tuning up before I release that one later this year, early next year. And after I wrote this book, when it got to that, as Coach Herman Melba say, don't hit sin like, I don't know if I'm ready to publish it. I was straight procrastinating. Come like, dang, stuff I talked about in my life. It's going to be put the word. People can read it. And I mean, to me, I mean, I'm someone listed this might say, Jeff, you tripping, man. It's not that big of a deal. Like, but uh, it's a big deal to me. And I was disobedient. And I can say just from seeing what has transpired so far. Don't be disobedient. If God puts something on you to do it, go do it. Because he playing chess at all times. He got the he got the bishop and the and the queen or whatever coming up the back to get you where you're trying to go. So I finally forgot what what weekend, but I believe it was September. Woke up early, about seven in the morning, and it was really on God, really on my head. It's time for you to actually hit send. But before I hit send, because I self-published on Amazon, that's where you get the book. You can get it Kindle, $9.99, or paperback. I had to do the rest of the fine-tuning. So in creating all that, I had to create a cover. I mean, I'm a musician, so if you buy the book, this is staff paper that you see with little hashtag. Those are sharps and notes. I'm like, might as well be something musical for a cover. And then I had to put the bio in on the back of it. And the picture, in, I don't know if you get the book, at the bottom is cover of the album. My first album, The JLD Experience. Very good album. Check it out. And I'm like, dang, you got to, I mean, I read enough books where you see the bio or author or whoever puts down there. So I did everything myself. When you got the EIN number, so you can have the nice little white scan bars on there, legit book. But I'm the type of person, I have a task, I do it. And I be blinders with it. I don't, I don't step back and look at the whole effect of it. Really don't. So I hit send. It'll be ready in three days. I forgot. Totally. I started a new job. I forgot about it. It went to one day I got home from work. Got on my laptop. Oh, yeah, you did send your book. Let's see if it's ready. And it was available. It's like, wow, you got a book. You are a published author. But it still didn't really hit. So I started, you know, taking pictures, putting on social media, promoting. I got a book out. But it still didn't really hit me. Some people said, awesome, they're going to get it. It wasn't until I was at my sister's house and her husband, and they got it. And she was actually reading a chapter out of the book, like, wow, you did that. 
And then she asked for my autograph on it. I'm thinking she's joking. Like, autograph? I ain't I ain't there yet. I'm I'm gonna be that someone named that's worthy of that, but not yet. And she had to tell me, like, you ain't really thought about the path you're on. Because I really don't. I would say it, like, okay, I want Jelly Brands gonna be dealing with books, music, podcasting. But I don't step back and take it in, like, okay, once you start really making stuff tangible instead of just an idea, it's going to have effect on people. And she like, you may have someone say your book saved their life. And I'm like, save their life? What? Like, man, I'm still not soaking it in. Like, the whole world, if they see your book, can buy it. You really put a legit professional book out. This, this real, John. Real, this real going on. Real stuff happening. You doing stuff for real. You ain't really looking at it because you in it, and you just not taking the moment to smell the roses, as they say. But yeah. And then, as I said on the show of Instagram friends, I always just posting motivational quotes every morning. He said, "My quotes help him keep keep going on." Then that's when it started hitting me. Like, wow, you are affecting. Somebody. So what God has me doing is reaching the people in need. And then it really had me step back like, just think if I never hit sin. Whoever this book, and I'm believing a multitude of people will get it and it will, it will help them. They wouldn't be helped if I didn't complete the process. So sometimes God will put something on you to do. And sometimes, ultimately, it ain't about you. You might reap because of the whatever it is. You might reap some financial comfort for your household, but it was for someone that's been praying for help. That you don't know where they are in the world, where the darkness is at, and trying to really take over them. And they praying for God to help them out of it. And you've been tasked to be that light, whatever it is he wants you to do. And you never know, being disobedient, that could affect somebody. So it really had me look at, I don't want to be disobedient when, if you put it on me to do stuff, go ahead and do it. Because I got a book signing coming up in December for black authors I'm going to be posting about in Southfield. And I got to prepare myself if... I ever come across one that say my book saved their life or really helped them go a different way. I mean, I can't even contemplate the magnitude of someone telling me that because. I mean, that's. I've always heard it said by some pastors, the greatest thing they've seen is to take someone and lead them to God, and they become a new person. So where they was really off the hook, didn't really want to be that person, they helped them see God, and they really turned their life around. That was worried about them. Don't get scared. And my book could be a catalyst to get someone who got a great idea that God put on them to do something that will bless and help a multitude of people. 
they very well could read my book and it's time for me to really put the footwork to it and see it through. And I'm deeply humbled by my book may have that effect. It's only four chapters. I mean, I got other genres of stuff I like. I like Marvel and DC. I like political thrillers. So I, so I will have different categories of books I will write because I've been told 22, many. So incorporating that part in because I have a vivid imagination. But for this series, he did put on me. Every title will have hashtag musician thoughts. That'll be my inspirational book series. And it's still crazy even talking about this right now. Like, I really thought it was going to be a one-off, to be honest with you. I didn't think it was going to be more than that, but <laughs> I always heard old school people say, tell God your plans and he'll laugh at you. Because why you think what you want to do is so astronomical. He like, well, I got a planet size something I need you to be doing. What you talking about is a little pond in the backyard. But you think it's the biggest thing ever. So I will fall in that category of thinking, writing this book. Oh, my God, it's such a big deal. I never really saw it through. I wrote a book years ago. Love story. Kind of a fictional story. If I played football, won a Super Bowl, and had an engineering company. Had a lot of plot twist in there. A lot of action as well. Might might get back to it and finish it. But I kept getting viruses on my laptop computer, so got away from writing. And <laughs> not knowing then, I guess God was like, nah, I need you to get to this point. So I guess those points in time were stepping stones to get to writing this. And I entitled it Inspiration. I want to be kind of straight. This is the purpose of the book. So every quote I always put up every morning that I've been told helps people to keep putting them up. I always end it with keep working, keep grinding, keep praying. Hashtag musician thoughts. So when I look at if someone was like, why did he name the book that? Well, you got to be the hardest worker in the room. I got that from the rock. Whatever you want to achieve in life, you got to be the hardest worker in the room. You really got to get after it. Because without the faith that works is dead. So if you want to be an engineer, doctor, astrophysicist, musician, actor, whatever. If that's the talent God gave you, you have to, you have to learn everything about it so you can be... On point. Show yourself approved. Keep grinding. It's a grind once you get into it. Because it's going to... I mean, the devil don't want you to have a good life. Let's be real. He don't. <laughs> he wants you to be lost and in pain and agony and just using vices to deal instead of being the person you should be, that you were made to be. So the grind is, stuff is going to happen. It ain't going to go according to plan. You know, you, you might grow up in a broken home, unfortunately. 
a foster home. So someone might have a, a TV show, normal, happy life. Yours might be thunderstorms. It don't mean you left deserving of a good life or to achieve the goals that you aspire for. But you just got to get it out the mud and grind a little harder than somebody else. Because the audience that you will speak to when you do make it, you will find out it's a lot of people that's in that mud with you, but they don't see a way to the end. They're in the middle. They stuck. But because you know it's a grind and you own it, you get out of it and you, you're creating a path. You're a trailblazer for them to see how to get out the mud which would be the obstacles, adversities, unfortunate upbringings, abuse. Any unfortunate thing where a person don't have a typical TV show life. But you would be that one of many showing is multiple paths out of the mud to get to where God wanted you to be in the first place. But if you ever played in the mud as a kid, I don't know if they still do that now, it get messy. So that messiness might be the situation itself that got you in the mud by your doing or you were born into. And then you having to really process all of it and deal with it mentally. Because the grind is physical and mental and spiritual. Because once you get to the other side, you're going to have to have all three in sync with each other to take what whatever God created you to do and you get there to maintain it and grow it so it can be a blessing to others. So through all the crap you're going through, you're going to have to come to Jesus moment and deal with it and deal with yourself. Forgive yourself if you've done it or you didn't do it. Forgive them. I know it's hard. Whatever evil thing they may have done to you. A lot of people listen to the devil, unfortunately. And they got issues they need to deal with. Hurt people hurt people, unfortunately. Instead of them dealing with their mess, they'll pass it to you. It ain't fair. But the purpose God got for you is too awesome. And he made you tough. So you can get through it. And you getting through it, you dealing with the trauma from it. So you ain't got PTSD. Growing up, whatever coach you are, wherever you're from, just growing up, dealing with all that, it's like you would have been in a war. Emotional, psychological war. And you got to process all that so it's going to help you grow mature and start seeing the bigger picture. So when you get there, you're going to be able to help others who might be close to getting out of the mud. And you see him like, man, this just, the weight of this is just too much. I can't do it. I mean, I was molested. I was raped. I was shot. I was robbed. And I'm still traumatized. In and out of foster homes. Abusive parents, relationships. Just feeling no one want me. Whatever unfortunate those things are. But you only realize you right there at the at the 
right at the tip of your breakthrough. And that person that that you are, because you dealt with it, got out the mud, you can be that voice saying, hey, listen to my voice. What you're going through is some crap. It sucks. But God is still with you. He got you. You can get through it. So you got to dig deep. You got to want it more than anything else to get out of that situation, get to the other side. Because it's better for you on the other side. You can break that generational curse. So the lineage from you going forward won't be all of that pain and chaos. It'll be more normal like. Where the generation branching from you won't know all that. All they know is give it to the Lord, whatever you desire to do, put put the work in, learn, do all your research, and get after it and work hard for it. Fine-tune your skill set in it. They won't know coming up in the hood around drugs and gangs, gunshots, drive-bys and all that. They, they won't know that life. And should no one know it. Unfortunately, I've come up in Detroit. You've seen a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, they got a TV show about BMF. Had a lot of variation of those back in the day. So there's a lot of, whether no matter your culture, there's a lot of neighborhoods across this country that someone might have that story. Of, yeah, I was in the mud before I got to the life I got now. I had to get it. I had to get it. And it took some work. Maybe my reading level and math level ain't where it need to be. I had to go back, get over the embarrassment, and go get the help I need so I can elevate and create a better future for my family or the family I want to have one day. Then you get to praying. Prayer changes things. Even... When you sick and tired of being sick and tired and you and you just in the mud, just man, I'm just gonna sit here. This suck, I've been dealt the raw deal, I ain't do nothing. Bump this crap. Pray. Call on call on call on Jesus. Give you the strength to keep moving when you don't want to move. Cause some of those situations got people paralyzed to leave their house. Unfortunately, I pray to overcome it. But you got to keep praying that the vision God showed me is real. But the devil going to tell you like, man, you watch too many TV shows. That's that ain't you ain't going to have that nice life with the house off the water, with the boat, the nice family, doing the picnics and barbecues, take a trip. That's fairy tale. Your life is, is bull jive. It's, it's, it's everything. You see in a violent movie, just embrace and accept it. You ain't got to embrace and accept that. You can have different. You might have worked harder than someone else, but you can have different. So keep praying. And I ain't someone who had it all together. My dad was a pastor, and as a kid, I didn't understand the reason. Someone, and I know my brother and sister might laugh, they listen to this. I didn't understand the reason. Every Sunday, he used to have a church on Finkel and Ward. As he got a little sicker, we still used to do church at home. Every Sunday, we had to get up way, maybe 6, 7 in the morning, wash up, put nice clothes on, go to the living room, 
and have church. Now, as a little kid, the youngest, I'm like, man, what the hell are we doing this for? We just about to talk about the word. I can stay in my pajamas. I get what? <laughs> before I get in my mind, before I get in there and go wash up. Like, what's the point of this? But it's to show respect to God. I got that now. But as a kid, I'm like, we ain't doing it but going to the living room. And Lord forgive me. Some people might notice that my mom's son, this little light of man, every freaking Sunday. I couldn't stand that song. Like, she better not. Dang it, she's singing that song again. Like, dude, any other any, any other spirituals we got on these streets that you can sing? I know Amazing Grace. I'm like, I ain't, I ain't been to nobody church heard this little light of man. I'm going to let it shine. Like, for real. Of course, Jeff, shut up. Like, man, look, what are we doing here? My dad, would he give good sermons? He would. So I'm someone that was always around the word. But when my father died, and my family, we didn't unite. We fell apart. I want to punch God in the face. I'm not ashamed to say it. It might sound sacrilegious to someone who listens to this podcast, but as a 12-year-old kid who watched his family fall apart, because they remembered when my dad could walk, run, talk, all that. It's bad enough I felt cheated, <laughs> that his health declined. So I got the scraps the way I looked at it. Yeah, see, God just won't be confessional about everything I do. So I'm going to be confessional with you. That's how I felt. It got worse after he passed because they would talk about he's taking to a ball game or I think he's, they said that. Don't quote me. But anything they said where they could laugh and run a joke, I get upset like, man, bump them. I'm going to hear this crap. I ain't get that. I got an old dude with a cane. I want to fight the people at the store because he's trying to say what he want, but because of strokes, they couldn't understand him. I want to fight. Like, he said this, but I'm being around him. I can understand him. So, I'm like, I ain't trying to hear this. My friends who were deep in the church, I'm, looking back, that was God trying to keep someone worried in me because I'm like, dude, I ain't with none of this crap. You got people out here doing all type of evil and hit my daddy gone. I got to figure out manhood on my own because my family is wrecked. This is some straight up crap. Why the hell I'm on this planet? I ain't got no instruction, man, on how to get to manhood, graduate high school. I got dope dealers and gangs trying to recruit me every day. What the hell type of garbage is this? I'm sick of tired. And my cousin, my best friend at the time, like, well, you know, the Lord loves me. Like, he don't love me. He loved me. I wouldn't be dealing with this. And we would debate. I mean, they would they would come with them scriptures, boy. I give it to them. They were they were trying to get my mind right, but at the time, like that one that one plus one wasn't equaling two. It was it was sounding like some Spanglish. Like, nah, man, this some crap. What I gotta go through sucks. Well, I can't have a typical normal life I see on TV. Go to college, all that, keep moving. I gotta. I got got all these pitfalls and walking from Finkel and Pinehurst to Hubble to go to Cooling. Always had gangs on both sides of the streets. Now, I was short and fat. I can say that. Work on yourself. You don't like what you look like. I couldn't run that fast. <laughs> but by the grace of God, it was always someone I had a class with over the years. And they say, don't mess with him. He cool. 
He a nerd. Then I get to class. And, hey, man, I have my stash on the east side. I sell on the west. And then the person really told me the whole hookup. I'm like, oh, dang. Then the next week, they got a hitman watching me. Now, I know this might sound like I'm telling you a, a story. It's true. This really happened. Inquiry class dude, mean mugging me, tough like this dude. Like, he straight want to do something to me. Maybe I'm imagining it. The dude come back to school the next week like, you a cool nerd because I told you my whole layout. You ain't say nothing. And the old boy was there to take you off. You said something like, so I wasn't imagining this dude just straight having evil intentions in his face looking at me. Making me one punch guy in the face more like, see, I got to deal with this type of crap. Man, this, this ain't right. This ain't fair. And sadly, life ain't fair. Your stories might be worse than that. But all I knew was I like I like women. Well, at the time I like girls. And I'm a nerd. I don't know. I don't ain't nothing in the streets I want. Because ain't nothing in prison I want. So I can't roll with that life. And it gotta be challenging trying to figure out manhood, because you got so many things out here to tell you men don't have emotions, we're robots. And I'm sorry, that is the Stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. You are a God made you with emotions. And yeah, I said shit. Because it don't make no sense that you're hindering boys. You just got to be Terminator. And that's killing them inside. How they going to release when they really dealing with something emotional? And you telling them they can't show emotions. You can't always do push-ups. You got you to gotta deal with that situation so you don't make you do nothing far worse because it's all bottled up. Real men show emotions and deal with them, in my opinion. We're not Terminators. That's a movie. A man feelings get hurt, too. If you bottle that stuff up, you might want to hurt somebody. That ain't good for nobody. So when I say pray, you got to pray through all that type of stuff. I mean, it was, I paused in writing this book when I got to that point of the story where in 11th grade, I would go in the kitchen, grab the biggest knife and stand there like with, me and my mom weren't cool at the time. We had issues. I guess I looked like my dad. And she felt if I say you can't do it, you 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 the worst thing ever, that encourage you. I learned to encourage myself, so I didn't see the, the reason for the reverse psychology. But it didn't really make me feel loved to hear that. Not to mention I'm figuring out manhood on my own. So there were I think I did it for at least two weeks. Because God won't be very transparent because this might help somebody. Don't do it if, if someone listened to it and they thinking about it. Don't do it. Put it down. Go get seek help. But I would sit there with the knife by my skin, about to slit my wrist, thinking, man, who would care if I do it? And right before I start putting more pressure to do it, 
<laughs> I know it sounds crazy, but hey, God, God will reach you at your level. My man Pac made me against the world back in '95. Like Jeff, go play music. Me against the world. Put the knife down. Go go downstairs. Listen to music. I put the knife up. Go listen to me against the world. Go write a song or two. I did that for like two weeks straight. And each time I put more pressure on my wrist. To where some one time I saw a little blood. And I'm like, ain't nobody going to care. And every time I was like, yep, just today we're going to do it. I hear a louder in my ear. Go play me against the world album or CD. Put the knife down. So I try to make music to inspire and help because music saved my life multiple times. And writing that in a book, it took a day or two for I actually put that to words. Like, I want to let people know. I felt a little ashamed. I ain't going to lie. Like, I ain't the toughest dude, but, you know, I'm nice in these streets. Like, I'm going to let people know you, you depressed. You thought about suicide. Like, I, ain't, I ain't messed up like that, but we all messed up a little bit. It's a, it's a process to get to the person God made you to be. And I'm kind of a private person to a degree with my thoughts. So it was really, man, he really wouldn't put that in the book. I don't know. I mean, people going to know the real Jeff. I don't know if I'm that comfortable with that idea. <laughs> but God don't care about my cover because the goal is someone might be blessed and helped. Through me. And he really got to talking to me to say, look here, player, I need you to put them words down. Bear your soul. Bear it, put up, put it out there for the world to see. I mean, my son died for you and all your sins. You can't put down at a point in your life you were so depressed you wanted to com commit suicide. You too, JLE, you too much the man to be that honest and vulnerable about a part of your life where no one probably ever thought. You, 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 you thought about that type of stuff, Jeff? You? Yeah. Because when I thought about turning 18, like, the world seemed very scary. I'm like, me, me and my brother's okay, but everybody kind of dealing with Life without our dad on their own. So who's going to be my Yoda? Who's my guide? I don't know how to navigate this stuff. I think about a lot of stuff when I was pressing that knife to my wrist. But God would bring me back from the brink. And I got out of those thoughts. Because by the time I got to senior year, I didn't put the knife to my skin no more, but every fifth hour in class, I'd be depressed looking outside the window in Spanish. Because, I mean, like, I got a devil just talking like, yep, you're about to graduate and you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> Figure out life as a man on your own. You ain't going to make it. And I'd be looking out the window and one of my homegirls like, you'll lead a group and be over here by yourself every day. What is wrong with you? And she, my homegirl Nicole was a thug, so she was like, 
You gonna we gonna talk today. I guess that was God using her. That's my family. We we gonna deal with this. I did that about like a week or two. And I told her, you know, the thought of my father not seeing me graduate and figuring out manhood, adulthood of my own was scary. Life sucks. And she's like, no, it ain't. You got your friends, you got the squad, you got us. You made it this far. You about to graduate. You ain't in you ain't in jail. You ain't dead. You ain't selling drugs. You're on a road student. So God still got you, don't he? Don't he? And I'm like, I can't remember me and her ever talked about God, but he was spitting the game through her. And I'm like, okay, dang. You never know what God who God gonna use to get your mind right. And then if you see my homegirl, like, I see you over here another day looking out the, the mirror dusted and disgusted. We're going to fight. You better come back over here and crack these jokes with us. You're going to be all right. We got you. And that finally got lifted where turning 18 in adulthood didn't seem so scary no more and depressing. Now, I ain't going to say the new thoughts did still creep a little bit, but I leaned in more that God do got me. I'm figured out. I might stumble, but I'm figured out. So when you're in the mud and you're going through these type of things and you keep praying, God, going, he going to give you the blueprint to figure it out so you can get out of it and get to the other side. You're not alone. You ain't the only one going through it. And I've got to to achieve your goals because when you add up putting the work in, the the grind, the adversity of everything you might deal with to become whatever it is you want to be. And through it all, to keep your sanity, you keep leaning on God, you keep praying. You will achieve your goals. And when you look back, you're going to reflect all that hell I've been through. Man, it helped mold the warrior it made me be so I can help others. And I can tackle what's ahead on the other side of all this so I could dominate, be the best at it, open doors for others. And hashtag musician thoughts, thoughts of a musician, how view the world. I mean, for me, everything can be a song. I, I try to keep up politics, everything. Everything about this world, to me, is fascinating and gives me an idea for music. I'm somewhat very optimistic because I see so much hurt and pain in people. Maybe through some of my depressive state, suicidal attempts, I relate to people like that possible. But I used to love watching the TV show Angel. Some of the show, a vampire with a soul helping people. And the thing that made me look at that show, well, I looked at it like, well, that's what a Christian should be. Or someone following God. Through the whole episode, he would never give up on the person no matter how bad they fallen or did. He kept being that hand to pull him out the mud. To where by season four, he made a statement, champions fight for how the world should be, 
not how it is. You could take that champion out and say Christian or a believer, spiritual, whatever. People of faith should fight for how the world should be, not how it is. I mean, the smallest act of kindness might be the only kindness someone ever encountered. Let us see again for a minute. You might say, good morning, good day. How you doing today? Hope you have an awesome day. You don't know where they are and they and they and they road of getting out the mud to where they trying to go. They may have never had no one been that kind to them. Open the door. Well, if you at work, they did something for you. I appreciate you. You're awesome. They may have never had no one say that to them before. And that can instantly turn them around that. Maybe God has heard my prayers. Maybe this world ain't that bad. You never know who you're going to touch. You never know who's watching you. So what do you want people to see? There's a lot of people doing the same old, same old, but a lot of people are afraid to be themselves. And I was one. I mean, I'm very artsy, so my music is my vulnerability, so... You no, know, you, you ain't that cool, man. I ain't going to tell you my whole process. And then you might laugh at me. Nah, but at this stage of my life, and he really <laughs> on my head to be transparent about my life to help others. They crucified Jesus. Ain't nothing you can say about me going to make me say, oh, my God, I feel so horrible. Who are you? <laughs> you ain't, you ain't, 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 it, ain't to be disrespectful, but you ain't no one to... Make me feel less than because you're saying it. What what are your credentials? Can you make a universe? Can you say let there be light? When you start doing them type of things, pull out them scriptures and you can do it. All right, we got something. But if you ain't got them type of skills, what you saying is just you saying stuff. Just gibberish. Don't matter. But what does matter is the purpose God gave you and he wants you to find it and fulfill it. And I do believe anybody that buy my book and read it, it would be that nudge that if you have anyone saying, man, you can't do that, girl, stop even thinking of owning a, a company. What's wrong with you? They ain't going to let you do this. You can't. No. You pick up my book. It's going to be, dang, by the time you get to the last page and close the book, you're going to, that dude on to something. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling this. Yeah, I, I need to start. I need to pull some paper out and just write down what I want to do. Now, pull out the laptop, pull out a book, research. What's the first steps? Let me start trying before I say I can't do it. Let me really put, let me give it everything I got before I say I can't do it. And if you've done that, okay, do it again. Because along the way, you learn some stuff. I'm just going to give a, a few quotes from the book. You're made in God's image, so you are specially and you're uniquely made. Never let no one tell you different. 
tell you anything different. Some advice is not good advice to internalize. There's a few. I mean, it's, I never really counted them, honestly. It might be over 30 quotes to the book. But he was, when I got, when you notice you get to the end of the book, you're going to see I just kept coming because any type of, like, I guess the moment where Moses didn't want to go tell Pharaoh, let the people go, kept giving God excuses, like, well, I can't speak well. I this will speak for you. I can't. Every time he said I can't, God gave him this. So for that little hot minute near the end, when you read the book, you're gonna see. If you come with I can't, it's a quote. Okay, no, you can. What what else you got? And I think it will help someone to say, what I got to lose to try. I done everything but actually try. Put foot the pavement, do the research, and start trying. Because when you, even when you fail in the failure, you're going to learn, okay, well, don't do it that way. Let's try again. I mean, everyone considered Michael Jordan the greatest to ever play basketball. He always had, a, was it Gatorade? One, he has to be commercials back in the day. But it was ones where he took over a thousand shots or something, or three hundred some game winning shots, and missed so many, but he made one, and it won a game or something. So it kind of give the correlation. You can fail a zillion times. It only take that one time for you to start getting it right, and that'd be the building block to keep adding more. To so by the time you're done. You will be walking in the purpose you were made for and excelling in it. But you got to start with that first builder block. And even in that process of building, you might still have some naysayers say, ah, oh, look at this part. They try, they think, oh, you think you Hollywood now nah, because you try to do something to yourself. They just scared to try themselves and they're really watching you. So the more you keep adding a brick, to the house of your purpose, they going and they 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 screenshotting you like okay, so I need a four by four, and they gonna start doing it on the low. They should give you the credit why they kept talking smack to you about it, but they watching. So let them talk. Stay on stay on the mission, your purpose. Stay on it. Get after it. When you don't know, ask God about it. He will send someone to give you some more game to figure it out. Keep going. And you look up, you'll be out the mud. You'll be walking in your purpose, having the life you want, living comfortable where you can help others. And you can pay it forward. So I think I think it's a funner idea to be at a infinite table. When you and all your people eating good, living good, having a good time, good life, instead of you got all the money and power. To me, that don't seem fun. But if you're doing it with your loved ones, y'all breaking bread. That sounds like a hell of a good time. And y'all breaking those 
generational curses on y'all families and create new links in the chain to where this the way we do things now. That was the old way. I think y'all think you'd be awesome. I know you can do it. I'm I'm I've just hit the a tip of what I'm going to be doing. So I'm definitely rooting for you and praying for you that you're going to do it. And the world going to see the great things you do. So this episode was about my book, Inspiration. Keep working, keep grinding, keep praying to achieve your goals. Hashtag Musician Thoughts by Jeffrey L. Edwards. It's on Amazon. You can get it in Kindle, download and read it for $9.99. Or you can get the paperback. It's not a quick read. Read it many times you want. If you need that encouragement to, all right, today I took an L, but read the book again, all right, let's try again tomorrow. Because <coughs> you will get there. So I hope y'all have an awesome weekend. I know Detroit area, we celebrate Sweeties Day. I don't know about where you are if y'all do. Be safe and enjoy. Until next episode. Sorry about that. <laughs> Here's the outro. It's a podcast, right? I want authentic. All right, have a great weekend. Can I be